How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. This is your host, Brad, and if this is your very first time ever tuning into the show, welcome. I think you're going to want to hit subscribe if you're listening on iTunes or jump on the newsletter if you're on the blog um, because this is my platform where I share with you conversations that I have with people who are doing some really cool, amazing things, especially in the world of business, and I... Uh, let you be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop and see if you can get as much value out of it as I try to systematically extract from their little brains. Ha ha ha. Insert evil laugh here. <laughs> that being said, uh, it is my intention for you to walk away with this feeling as if you should have paid for it and you didn't and being like, wow, that was amazing. Today will be no different. I've got Dan Cashel as my guest. He is a husband, he's a dad, he's a serial entrepreneur and an angel investor. He has started and built 11 companies and his first one in 1992. That's when I was graduating high school. Um, he got his start in direct mail and he has been uh, an expert at helping people build and grow their companies. In fact, after selling two of his uh, companies in the late 2000s following a health scare. Dan spends, you know, a majority of his time working on projects that he considers fun, including helping Joe Polish, a friend of mine, build the Genius Network, which is a, a really fantastic mastermind of some of the top business leaders in the world. And Dan is a servant leader that leads by coaching, driving execution and teamwork. And what that means is that you'll convert a lot more leads, generate a lot more sales, and improve your profits. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Dan to the show. How are you, man? Great, brother. It's great to be with you. A pleasure and a privilege. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too, man. It's uh, it's cool. I've um, I've I've heard your name thrown around in you know the various circles that we've been in, and it was a really pleasure. I think it was I think it was Josh Felber who introduced us, wasn't it? Absolutely. Cool. Josh is a good friend. Love Josh. So tell me a little bit, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit offline prior to the conversation and you talked about a handful of concepts that you've got, which may be opposed to the mainstream, such as, you know, talking about work-life balance, talking about how traditional marketing and traditional referrals are dead. And those are some pretty hot topics and uh, pretty strong opinions. I'd love to hear uh, a little bit more about those. But before I do, give the uh, give the listeners and myself just a little bit more background upon your journey to where you're at now. Yeah, well, I spend most of my time, Brad, uh, as, as a dad and as a husband, number one. And that's, you know, the biggest thing I take the greatest pride in overall, because, you know, the saying I have is leadership is as leadership does. And so if we're going to be leaders or entrepreneurs, business owners, etc., and we are going to pride ourselves on building a great company, well, we need to have it at home because without it being balanced, you know, fit at home means it's not going to be fit in business. And so uh, that's the number one thing. Number two, I, uh, I had an awakening, you know, in the late 2000s, I had, was building up companies. I'm your typical type A personality. 
Um, you know, I never saw an opportunity I didn't like, at least back then. And I, I would chase, you know, a lot of shiny objects. And so I was building company. I had five companies and started in the 2000 range, built those up, had 175 employees. We're doing great revenue, great numbers. And two weeks after my son was born, my daughter was two. I woke up with chest pains and, um, I ended up in a hospital for four days, had a, you know, procedure slash surgery um, that was exploratory. But during that process, I mean, it was a real wake up call. I signed a disclaimer in the hospital on the second day. If you can imagine, first of all, you know, waking up with, you know, some tightness in your chest and then you call your doctor. He says, why don't you get yourself to the hospital? I go into the hospital kind of more as a, I thought, a precautionary thing. I go in and they take a couple readings and then all hell breaks loose. And next thing you know, they want to get me on a gurney. They're slapping all kinds of diodes on me on a gurney, rolling me into a room. And like they're panicking. So, of course, I'm kind of panicking myself. And uh, next thing I know, a couple days pass and they want to do this surgery. I sign this disclaimer. It says I have a one in X chance of dying on the table. And I mean, it, for me, it was like a real wake up call. Sounds um, like it. I was consumed by my companies, frankly. I, I, I probably would say I lost sight of you know some of the things that may be most important. I thought I had them together, but I, I realized today that I really didn't. Uh, and although it looked good from the surface or from the outside in, and, you know, a lot of people go, oh, my gosh, you've got some amazing success. It, I, I really didn't. So for me, that was a real turning point, Brad, right? You know what it's like when oh, yeah. you, you have that turning point and you just start to evaluate what you're doing and get more clarity. And during that process, I hired a coach, uh, which I've always had coaches or been in mastermind groups. In fact, I figured it out. I think I've been to over uh, uh, over 200 live events, trainings in my career since 1989. And, uh, you know, so I've had a lot of personal development. I guess I'm a, a damn slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I guess is a lot of... Uh, you know, clients probably would say about me and others like me is I'm a slow learner with money. Um, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, but what happened is I hired a coach and we started really flushing through some really important things for me. And it was one of the first times, Brad, that I, I started to evaluate what did I really want? And, you know, there were three questions that came out of it with this coach. Her name is Christy Lopez. And, uh, those three questions that I still, every decision I make today filters through these three questions. I'm consciously thinking about these three questions regularly. When opportunity comes, I think about these three questions. So it's number one, what do I want? Not what did my wife want? What do my kids want? What did my 175 employees want? You know, or others, what do I want? Mm -hmm. That starts there. And you got to get a little selfish to be selfless. You've got to be willing to go inside to get what you really want. So what do I want? Number two, who am I? Strip away the labels, right? I don't like labels. Um, you know, I, I think we were talking a little bit offline. You're, you, I think you and I are kind of the similar mold, right, Brad? Oh, yeah. Which, you know, when you strip away the, the labels, who, who are you? Who, who am I? And, you know, you, you could call these the characteristics. You, maybe you could call these some of the values that you really, you know, hold true to 100% of the time. So who are you is the second question. And the third question is what do I stand for? which are really more about the values, but really going deep. You know, what do I stand for in business? What do I stand for in at home? What do I stand for as a husband? What do I stand for as a, as a dad, right? All those, so when I got clear on those three things, for me, not that this is the best choice of everything. Part of this, I was also a part of Genius Network. I was the third member in Genius Network. I'd been in really? the group five years up to that point. 
I'm still to date the second largest personal referrer of clients to Genius Network. I'm big, big ambassador, big advocate. And although I'm in a role where I'm now like a, a growth uh, um, partner for, for the company and Joe and building and growing the company, I also was a client for five years and happily did that. And one of the things I remember Joe sharing at one of the events that I felt like he was speaking to me as I was going through this, you know, he says, in order for things, uh, or uh, if you want to have a breakthrough, you've got to be willing to break something, right? Uh, and yeah. I think uh, at that same meeting, Tim Ferriss uh, was there at that meeting, and he also he said, in order for things to be excellent, or be willing to destroy anything that which is not excellent, right? Uh-huh. And so I took that to heart. And for me, what I decided to do, Brad, was sell my companies. And so I, I didn't know how to sell a company and exit. A, I know you've sold a company. You had built a very successful online business, as I recall it, in information products starting in 2008. Today, yeah. you do consulting. So you help people do that kind of stuff. Well, I had never been through it. Thankfully, I asked a couple Genius Network members. They referred me to a couple resources. So I put a plan together. I built a valuation. I started really getting serious about systems and processes in my business to make it more valuable to a potential buyer. And, you know, I kind of leaned on some of the e-myth theory from Michael Gerber, you know, find good people to run your systems and build great systems. And so I started systematizing some of the other functions. I was really good at systematizing marketing and really good at systematizing sales in a company, but I hadn't really paid attention to those others until the time came that I was serious about selling. And I started building that and literally 18 months later, I had a buyer. Two years later, I had sold the two companies and then stayed on as advisor for a while. And uh, it was really a gift to be able to take that time, number one, sell those companies, uh, and then spend time really working on me. And you know, I spent a lot of time working on my health. I've since lost over 60 pounds. I've kept it off for well over five years. Wow, you know, I, uh, my marriage today is better than it's ever been. My, I've got two incredible kids. I was basically able, Brad, to be a full-time dad, right? I mean, what is that worth? to have the luxury. And so I feel so blessed and grateful that I had that. Now, being the entrepreneur that I am, I just can't damn help myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, so I couldn't stay like whatever someone might call, like compared to my version, I would call it retired. I couldn't continue to do So I did still work on fun, independent projects and stay active with keeping my brain going and, you know, all those sorts of things. And, I, and Joe stayed in touch with me during this process. And that's one of the coolest things. I took a break from Genius Network after five years, and he stayed in touch. He's like, hey, are you doing all right? Anything you need? I'm like, hey, it's good. And so then I came back into the fold after about two years-ish. And one of the members was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm I'm uh, basically being a dad. I'm, uh, you know, I've worked on my health, as you can see. So that's important. And I'm working on fun projects. He's like, you ever thought about teaming up with Joe? And uh I was like, well, no. And so he got Joe, Richard is his name, Richard Rossi. He's been a part of Genius Network since the beginning as well. And he connected us, Brad, together. And we had a conversation about it. And then, you know, we had a six-month ongoing conversation because you get two entrepreneurs together. I mean, you can either have <laughs> fake magic or you can have, like, yeah. you know, just total freaking chaos, right? So true. <laughs> and um, so we had the discussion six months. We decided to team up, and it's now been just over four years as of now. And it's been a fun run building the community, building the group. And we get to serve some of the most amazing leaders in the world and our, you know, direct byproduct. We've grown the community to about 250 current active members in Genius Network. We sell out our annual event now every year. Uh, and um, the strategic byproducts that we get, I mean, the 
ability to influence influencers is just something that I love. I know our bigger vision and why I feel excited to work with Joe is it's about reducing suffering, number one. Number two, it's reducing suffering for entrepreneurs. And, you know, as much as I'd like to say I've got it all figured out, man, I've got now I've learned to have built so many healthy boundaries and rituals just to really protect myself from me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So I don't make the mistakes. And I think because I've had a lot of experience over 20 plus years, a couple decades of business, and I've made a lot of mistakes, of course, but a few things that work when, when we share those things with people, people seem to get excited and really resonate with the background as well as the context of what they can do moving forward. So, uh, that, you know, that kind of sums it up. That's, that's the long version. Yeah, that's awesome, though. Did, so you said you were, did you say you were the third member of Genius Network? That's right. Like the redheaded stepchild, you know, I wasn't first and I wasn't even second. I was third. Uh, was he, uh, <laughs> what year was that? 2000, well, 2006, October. I can remember it like yesterday. That he long, called me ten years. Oh, wow. because he, um, he, he, Joe, I met Joe in 2000. He, how we met was actually interesting. At that time, I was doing speaking on different stages. And so I was in an event. I don't know if you know John Childers, uh, but he had a, at that time, uh, the highest paid speakers training in the world. Hmm. And he had me speak on his platform and use how to uh, use radio to generate lead sales and profits. And so I was speaking at his event. Joe was in the audience. And he bought my program and I was in Phoenix. So then Joe and I got together, spent some time. And then it seemed like every like six months, Joe would call me and go, Hey, I've got so and so in my office, right? He's a super connector. And it, you know, whether it was like Brian Tracy or, or Les Brown or, you know, Jack Canfield or whoever, he'd go, Hey, you want to come by? And I'm like, yeah, when? And it, it always seemed like it was 15 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I rarely made it. In fact, I, I don't think I ever made it to any of those invites, but I just always appreciated his generosity. In October 2006, he called me and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting this group. He called it something else at that time. Uh, but he goes, it's 25 grand to join. Do you think you want to be a part of it? And as I recall it, I said, uh, uh, you know what, Joe? Actually, if I write you a check for 25 grand, I'll start showing up to these cool things you invite me to. Yeah, count me in. Ah, there you go. I love <laughs> so it. That was, that was the start. So officially, though, I wrote the check in October 2006. Uh, and he started the group in 2007. And get this, Brad, his original vision back then, he goes, I'm going to have 20 uh, of the smartest marketers in the world in this group. And that's it. That was his big vision of what it would be. And today we now, you know, it's it's less about info marketing or publishing. I mean, we've got over 180 different niche industries in the group, 10 different countries. And so it's a diverse group of all kinds of, you know, brick and mortar businesses um, you know, thought leaders, experts, authors, and maybe like 2% are like in the info marketing space. Right. What do you think has been one of the keys to growing a high level mastermind, which truly is a master. It's not a seminar. It's not, I mean, they're all a players who are in the group. And, um, what do you think's been the, uh, the, the real key to that? And, and here, let me, let me give you some context to this because, you know, I've got a mastermind and, yep. um, we charge $15,000 for annual membership. And it's, uh, we, we've got a lot less. We've got about 30 members and it's a, it's a great group and it's all high performers. But I know that one of the challenging parts is if you, like, you know, we don't have a super specific sales funnel that we put people through and whatnot. Uh, a lot of times these are built upon the strength of myself and my partner's uh, connections and relationships already. And I know that 
Um, that can be a challenge if you're asking people to that you already know who already have access to you to pay for more access to you and some of the people that they might be able to get uh, without you. And then once they've kind of made those relationships, uh, churn can happen. And yeah. I know that um, there's a delicate balance when you're doing high end, you know, keeping it valuable enough for the biggest players to to pay and play. But then also uh, recruiting some of the people who are aspirational, who want to be where those high players are. And, you know, you've always got kind of like that balance. I, I, have you noticed that? Have, how have you guys kind of overcome that? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And, you know, so number one, we're very fortunate. Joe is who Joe is, yeah, right? That's true. You know, there's seven degrees. What is it? Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon and yeah. two degrees of Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very much um, so. So, uh, you know, that's number one is that that leadership and his uh ability to be a super connector, super influencer. Um, outside of that, you know, I think you bring up some great, great questions as I see it. And I don't know that I have a formula for this, but if I had to articulate like a couple of the key things, and I'll also try to relate this to your audience, uh, Brad, for their businesses, right? Because as I see it, most of us in the future are in the business of creating a certain emotional feeling, right? Yeah. And the ones who get it, uh, you know, there's one of Joe's right-hand people. His name is JR. He has this saying. He says, for those who get it, no explanation is needed. For those who don't, no explanation will do, mm-hmm. which which I just love. You know, if we realize what, where, you know, um, you know, even Jeff Bezos recently, when he was asked about where, where you see the future going, he says, well, I ask a question of what is going to stay the same, not what is going to be different in the future. Mm, smart. And... To, to some degree, I, I, I look at how we're building the community, uh, that, you know, a lot of automation, a lot of technology. What is it? What is that really doing for all of us? It's pulling us apart, right? It's making us more disconnected, more, uh, distant, uh, if you will. So those companies, those businesses, you know, like a Starbucks, right? Look at what, it, what business is Starbucks really in? They're, you know, I don't see that they're in the, my perception, Brad, is they're not in the coffee business. They're yeah. in the experience business yeah, and they're in the enter- entertainment business to a degree. And I think if we all, number one, look at our businesses, how can we connect people, create a, create a model, either offline, online, or a hybrid that brings people together to co- connect while creating an experience, while creating entertainment factor in it, that's a business that's got a, a long, longevity model, right? It's it's got sustainability. Yeah. Because as things continue to get more distant, and you know, technology creates that space and art, you know, an artificial intimacy. It's the companies that can pull people together that either a can tap into the artificial int- intimacies in in technology today, as well as tap into creating a great community experience. And an entertainment value that they can't get anywhere else. So that's a, I'll call that a, a solid foundation uh, of it. The other parts I would say is creating a process uh, around, and I'd even go one step first beyond that is getting really clear on what it is that, you know, a company, like in your case, asking about a mastermind, what is it you deliver? Um, you know, overall and, and really getting clear on the message of what that is and try to get it to a place of like, what is the emotional outcome that someone gets? Like many times when I advise for company and I, Brad, you're, you're great at that. I know you're being very kind asking me these kind of questions, but you could teach people this stuff all day long. Oh, I love, uh, I love listening so I, to other people. So I appreciate, I appreciate the collaboration on it, right? Which is, 
you know, most of us get our messaging wrong in business and it will always evolve if we're really striving to be better all the time and, you know, not get commoditized by our competition. But number one, the framework is identify what are the outcomes that someone gets from an emotional level. Like Tony Robbins talks about his six, uh, six needs, right? Which is certainty, uncertainty, significance, love slash connection, growth and contribution. So those six, how can what we deliver in our businesses, in your case, the mastermind, but as you're listening right now to this show in your business, if you can articulate your outcome, like the main two or three key things that someone walks away with when they do business with you, you will get these emotional benefit outcomes. Now, you don't say it that way, but like people go to me, Dan, what is what, what do people get in Genius Network? Well, they get connection, they get collaboration, they get contribution, not available anywhere else the way we do that. Now, then there's a deeper level. What does that mean, right? So now you create a framework of what that definition is, which, you know, now now it comes down to your your magic sauce, right? Uh, you know, a great biography I read years ago about Disney. One of the key points I took out of it that Disney talked about is you can steal my idea. You can't steal the magic. Yeah. Right? So true. And messaging goes, I think, even if you get right to the core of getting clear on the message, it even goes that. So what are like two or three, ideally three key things in an emotional level that people will get from you when they do business that you can articulate? Then the next layer is what will that mean for them? So for what, you know, when people have connection, collaboration and contribution with Genius Network, with these experts, thought leaders, top leaders from all over the world, what that means for them is they get clarity, they get confidence and they get direction right as a framework so those Absolutely. are and then what and then even go deeper what does that mean for them and now you can get into like some of the i'll call it the standard benefit stuff you would see in normal copy which is you know like uh, what does that mean it's going to create opportunities working together it creates uh, strategic partnerships joint ventures uh, deal making and heck even lifelong connections and friendships not available anywhere else with some of the best like-minded peers and entrepreneurs in the world. Yeah, that's, right? so, that's so true. And, you know, that's one of the things that I know that the people in our mastermind get the most out of is just being able to go somewhere several times a year where you're surrounded with like-minded people who are going through the same struggles, who are going through the same doubts and fears and stuff. They can't talk about this with their family and their, their other friends. They can't talk about it at church. They can't talk about it with other folks. And uh, they absolutely love coming to have that place that they can uh, have that camaraderie and that that understanding shoulder, like, man, yes. I'm going through these problems. Exactly. Yeah. And so to come back to your original question, like, you know, what, what are some of the, so outside of the, what business are we, we in, right. And getting clear on that, you know, the entertainment, the experience uh, side of it. Now, how do we articulate our message? Like, who are we as a company? And then how do we articulate it? Because at the end of the day, Brad, as you know, what really will make a difference is when you can get people telling your story as well or better than you. Yeah. So by having a simple, like I call this a three by three framework of messaging, right? Uh-huh. So it's what are the three emotional outcomes they get? What are the three uh, means that they get from those? And what are the three ban- benefits that they get? Right. When someone can get really clear on stating that, like in, the, in your question, the mastermind, but as you're listening, ideally you can put this in place in your company, the three by three uh, framework. Uh, three by three by three framework, uh, 
you know, people will be able to now tell your story easier, right? So what we have, we now have advocates and we have, Joe has had advocates for years, but when we got really clear on what were the three emotional benefits people get from our community and we started really articulating them clearly, consistently, regularly and all the time and talked about connection, right? To otherwise inaccessible experts, not about the ability that this isn't your typical seminar or mastermind, that you come here to collaborate. You're both a student and a teacher at the same time and that you have the ability to be be contributing to helping entrepreneurs get to the next level, get their next business breakthrough. When we articulate that easy connection, collaboration, contribution, we have people singing that song very easily and then they'll fill in the gaps of the other couple layers on their own, but it starts with that first one being really important and powerful. So that's that's a second one, Brad. The third is really identifying a process around what your model will be. Like in Genius Network, we we have this pro and there's a step before it, which I'll get to too. But in Genius Network, we call it the five step return on genius process, mm-hmm. right? Because we believe everybody has a seed of genius in them. Now some people are already have already figured that out and they're fulfilling that genius. Other people are are fighting it, right? They spend more time working on their business or in their business versus on it. They're plateaued. They've got lots of blind spots. They feel stuck. They feel overwhelmed, right? So we help them get that return on genius. And so we have five distinct steps that we guide our members through annually to get their return on genius, Mm -hmm. right? That's our version. Now, how did we get to naming it, number one, you know, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, he's been a member for six years. You know, he runs Strategic Coach. He, you know, probably the most successful coach for entrepreneurs in the world. He says, those who name the game own the game, right? That's true. So I would, like in your case, Brad, look at what is your process and really kind of break down what that is in the, in the, we call it the before unit, the during unit, and the after unit of the business. You know, before someone comes on board with you, as they're going through the process as a client, and then the after experience, uh, you know, after like a session with you, what what are those things? And, you know, come up with a three to five to seven step framework so you can name it. But then to even identify what that is, you know, a great simple exercise, which, you know, is that we modified it from Strategic Coach, but I'll, but I'll use Dan, Dan Sullivan's framework for it. He calls it a DOS conversation. It's, you know, if you can... Brad, and, and this again, this is a great exercise as you're listening to this. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, for your listeners, as you're listening right now, I encourage you to, you know, really take this to heart. I'm, although I'm answering for Brad based on the question, I'm trying to make this apl- applicable as you're listening to, is um, who are your five best clients that you've got right now, mm-hmm. right? And write their names down, first and last name. And then really take a, you know, a couple hours collectively to sit down and get in their shoes and the way to get in their shoes is okay let's say you have uh, bob smith is one of those five people you go into bob and you okay what are what are bob's biggest dangers now you might know this because you've had conversations you might guess this up front you might speculate it up front you're just taking you know there's a couple ways to go about it and i'm going to give you two ways to go but start with just your thinking about it to begin with you know what what do you anticipate Bob's biggest dangers? What's keeping him up at night? What are the biggest threats? What is he overwhelmed by? What do you anticipate Bob's blind spots and, and, and uh, the play, things that are keeping him stuck? So you, that's step one for that individual. Step two is what are Bob's greatest opportunities, right? As you look at like what he does in business, who he is as a client, what are his greatest opportunities in the world, right? 
that he's going for, that he's motivated by, that he's excited by. Okay. That's the second step. Then the third step is, what are Bob's greatest strengths in his company, right, for your clients? Now, as you're listening to this and maybe you're not in the coaching business or, you know, running a mastermind, think about what are your clients' dangers? What are their opportunities, right? What are their strengths overall, as, you know, just maybe as a human being or as a person, depending on what your business might be. But, right, so now you've got that and you're, you're taking edge. And now you do that for all five individually because everybody will be slightly different if you really take this serious and deep dive. Then what you might want to do is the second layer of this is actually go to each of the, hey, you know, I was thinking about you today, Bob Smith. I, and I have a couple questions. These are going to seem really strange and out of the blue, but I was just curious and I had made some notes beforehand. I'm just curious. What, are your, what do you consider your greatest dangers? Mm-hmm. What are your greatest threats? What are your greatest blind spots? And get confirmation of what, now these are your five best clients because you want to duplicate and replicate who are your best clients, yeah. not your worst. Not your mediocre, not the freebie clients, but the ones now you have to now I'll even go a step before this. What is your ideal client? What is what would you define as your best client? So for us, we have values that we, you know, really uh, look for not only with clients, but our team members, you know, our partners, our our vendors, suppliers, etc. Basically stakeholders. And they're, they're equal. So we have eight. So ours are, you know, and they're adapted from Dan Sullivan as well and strategic coach. He calls this the five ways you get paid. And then we've got a couple add-ons. So it's, do they appreciate us in value? And do we appreciate them in value? In other words, when we get together, do we grow and appreciate, not depreciate like, like most uh, stocks and investments mm-hmm. that are done wrong? So is there an appreciation and is there a gratitude of each other working together? Uh, do we enhance each other? In other words, when we get together, our talents grow, right? Uh, enhance each other. Do we utilize you? In other words, if you're eating our dog food, or are we eating your dog food? And are we willing to do that? And do we like to do that? So utilize each other. Next is refer. Do they refer people to us, right? Number five is what is the reward financially from them? You know, you might think of like who have been your best clients for five years that have paid you the most that are, you know, fit those other four categories, or whatever your categories, we define them, and you want to do the same because our, our system may not work for you. Uh, but those are the first five. Then the others are resourcefulness. Are they are we mutually resourceful human beings, innovators, entrepreneurs? Uh, anticipate, do we anticipate each other's needs before they even ask us for help, right? And if they do ask for help, are we able and capable to deliver it and figuring out a solution for that? And then lastly is the desire to learn and grow. Do we both have a mutual uh, desire to invest in ourselves and, 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 and learn and grow, right? So another one that I've seen where most people make this mistake too when they identify their ideal client, they forget to put, can afford my services, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, at a high level. So so anyway, so that's a step even before these few that I'm, I'm describing, Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, so now coming back to the DOS, you do, your, you do this with your five clients. You start to see some similarities. So like, for example, our... Our ideal client in Genius Network is Dan Sullivan. We have a lot of great clients, but Dan Sullivan is the, the number one, and here's why. Um, appreciate and value. Uh, Joe's been a client of, Gen- uh, of Strategic Coach for 21 years. Dan and Brad- Babs have been in Genius Network for six. There's no trade. There's no affiliate deals ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pay us. We pay them, and that's very clean, and they don't even they don't even ask each other for deals. It's just a very healthy, organic relationship. Right. Right. They both appreciate each other, both enhanced each other's businesses, you know, um, 
both have utilized each other's businesses easily. Joe is the top referrer and strategic coach, having referred over 200 members to, to strategic coach. Dan has referred over 55 members to Genius Network in, in his history, right? So very healthy. Uh, the financial reward, Dan recently, you know, he did a tool that he calls an impact filter, and he says that he can easily attribute a minimum of $20, $20 million in net growth in his businesses to his bottom line from Genius Network That's that he's beautiful. tracked, right? Um, so that reward. Now, they're both resourceful. They're both uh, anticipating each other's needs, and it, it makes it easy and exciting. So um, you identify who your ideal clients are. The other thing is Dan has a respect for direct response marketing. So in our community, that's another key factor we look for is does someone have a respect for direct response marketing or selling? Like, so one of the strengths we saw in all five of our ideal clients, just to kind of take you behind the curtain here and be the wizard of Oz, if you will, for our clients, we found all of them have a real affinity for direct response marketing, although maybe they weren't that great at it. Uh, but they all had very solid sales processes in their companies. Now, they may not have been leveraging those sales. In other words, they had a means to convert a sale. Now, by nature, as you know, Brad, most entrepreneurs, business owners are really good at one of like two categories, the sales and marketing side, because <laughs> we can just sell stuff or the product and service side. Right. Rarely do we find people who are really great at actually both of those. So the majority of people we end up talking to are really great uh, or at least have an affinity or a strong resonance to sales because people who kind of poo-poo direct marketing or selling, they're just not a fit for our community. But we found that that was one of the key traits in the DOS, this DOS conversation model, this unique process. That ultimately led us to come up with our five-step return on genius process, Right. I love so kind of kind of summarizing all this. So not you know again not, I don't know that I would go. This is a three step formula or four step mm -hmm. formula, but a couple key points is identify the business we're in. How do we create a great experience entertainment factor around it uh, for our potential clients? Uh, next is who are we as a company, right? And starting with you know our messaging today, and our messaging today will likely be different than it is a year, three years, five years from now potentially. Uh, but I, what is that three by three by three matrix that we could do to articulate our message really effectively and, and uh, well? And then get inside of our client's shoes and identify the DOS conversation, their dangers, their opportunities, their strengths. I think those lend itself to being able to attract. And then the last thing, Brad, I'll share. Um, and I could go, I could spend hours with you, brother, on this. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell I get excited about it. And, um, you can tell I'm reading all this off a script, too, I, right? I actually can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing that I would say is look at building a filtering process for your potential candidates, right? One of the things that when I came in uh, working with Joe, because I'd done this in my own companies as I built up you know, somewhere between a 15 and $20 million company, I had realized that I want to know, for me, I wanted to know the kind of clients that I want to work with. And I want to work with a certain type of client. I don't want to work with a certain type of client. So I built and have built in my companies and clients I've worked with and, and also here now with Joe, uh, an application process to pre-screen our candidates. 
not as a tactic, but really as a principle-based model. And people really feel it when they come through our process. So like even for our annual event, which is a premium event, I mean, let's face it, it's 10 grand to attend. Yeah. Right. So just by the mere nature of the fact that it's 10 grand to attend, there's a certain person that won't be in the room, which we're grateful for. Right. Um, but by the mere nature of, of that, that's a good filtering mechanism. Number two, and like your, your program at 15 grand, what if you, and maybe you already do, but you maybe just maybe a little bit of this conversation will help you redesign it a little bit to to give you that little slight edge advantage. So we have an application process even for our annual event where we want to know about a company, you know, what what drives them, their revenue, what their biggest issue challenges are, etc. And then we schedule if they're qualified with a certain revenue model, uh, then we schedule a conversation with one of our executive team. And it's not, although we will look to enroll them in the event, we've had people tell us, number one, that the application process that they go through was a game changer for them uh, in, in their business. The conversation ends up being something where they get incredible value from. I can't tell you how many people because of the different types of questions that we go through and so on in that process that they go, wow, even if I never do business with you, I got so much value out of this. And so what it does our process is all thought thought through, Brad, that even that process of attracting and acquiring the client, even if we don't do business, it leaves someone not just as a fan for us, but what, we, what I like to call, uh, and I don't think I invented it, so it's not really that I call it this, but <laughs> what, what I would refer to as a super fan. See, all of us in our business, if we create the right experience in our models, our, you know, this going back to the very first thing I talked, what business are we in? Like Starbucks, experience, business, entertainment factor. If we can create a great experience and an entertainment factor, for those people that are on the outer, like I look at every business like a target, a bullseye on a wall, where in the middle you've got your clients who will, literally they're just, Brad, they're waiting for you to offer something, they're going to buy it, right? You know, you can yeah. think of your three to five people right now that if you offered a program or a product, they're just going to raise their hand and say, I'm in, right? Yep. And we all have that. The, you know, it, it might be five, it might be 50, it might be 5,000, but they're that centric group of people, of people who are just raving fans who will buy your stuff. Then on the outer circle, you have people who buy some of your stuff, and then there are people on these outer circles as you go out, out, out on the target. You can call these like your Twitter followers, Facebook people, etc. And what all of our businesses do one way, they either repel people away from this circle or they, if you can picture two lines drawing from the outer circle down towards the middle, really marketing and selling and creating the right experience will just simply be like a ball rolling down from the outer circle to the inner circle. It really just becomes a timing factor of when is it right to do business with you versus it being a yes or no, if done right. So um, those are a handful of the things, uh, Brad, that I could share, and there's certainly a ton more. No, I love it, man. It's um, it's very insightful, very impactful. I can tell that you guys have put a lot of time, thought, and energy into creating that environment for folks. Um, if people want to know more and if they want to get more from you and more from Genius Network, et cetera, we're where do you suggest they go? Yeah, simple. Go to uh, GeniusNetworkEvents.com. You can check out you know what, what we're doing with the event and the type of people that we attract. Uh, that's the simplest way to be able to reach out and uh, learn more about what we're up to. Fantastic. 
Well, Dan, man, I really appreciate your time on the show today. This has been uh, enlightening for me. I know for the audience as well. Uh, are there any nuts you're trying to crack right now? Are there anything that we can potentially help you with? Uh, you know, certainly looking for more opportunities to be on great, a uh, great guest on other people's shows like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, um, I would say that would be a great one. And, and also looking for great guests for our, my show, which is called growth to freedom.com as well. I love it. Well, uh, thanks a lot again, Dan. I really appreciate this. And for my listeners, go check it out. Uh, go check out geniusnetworkevents.com and check out Dan. Uh, I'll also put all the, you know, your links and the notes and the, in, in the show notes here that people can listen to for anybody else who has got any uh, questions or insights or challenges, or uh, if you're stuck and you kind of want a second opinion on the business strategy that you're doing, and maybe it's not working as well as you thought it could or should. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, just send me an email directly to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And uh, I look forward to uh, reading your emails and see if there's a way I can help you out. Dan, unless there's anything else, man, I really appreciate your time. Sharing uh, it's been a pleasure, Brad. I, I think I'll leave with, with one important thing. I mean, first of all, I just want to acknowledge you for the great work you're doing. I know uh, Josh got us connected. You know, He's been a, a Genius Network member and a great advocate ambassador for us. And you, you live by this. You're, you're a leader by, by example. And that's one of the things that, that I really appreciate about you. Thank you. You know, the most expensive information, right, is bad information. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the most expensive lesson is when you don't take action. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, most people will avoid, you know, joining a program like yours, Brad, maybe because of fear, uncertainty, you know, loss, potential loss, that sort of thing. And you know what? I encourage you to really reshape that. And, you know, Brad, you're doing so many incredible things. I encourage you to check out what Brad is doing. Uh, you know, take take an opportunity to invest in the offerings that Brad is giving you and working with. And, uh, you know, Brad, I look forward to deepening our relationship, seeing how we can help each other more in the future. Ditto, brother. I appreciate you and I appreciate all those words. Those are great. And I look forward to meeting you in person someday. Absolutely. All right, hey, guys, tune in. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure you are so you do not miss a single episode. Got some great ones coming up for you. And I'll see you on the next side.